Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
A reading from Acts. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he journeyed, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed about him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, but rise and enter the city, and you'll be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he could see nothing. So so they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen a man named Ananias come and lay his hands on him, so that he might gain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done by thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call upon thy name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine, and carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananas departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and took food and was strengthened. For several days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and in the synagogues immediately he proclaimed Jesus, saying, He is the Son of God, the Word of the Lord.
A reading from Revelation. I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders of and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all therein saying, To him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. The word of the Lord. St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast a net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in for the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his clothes, for he was stripped for work, and sprang into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got on land, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish lying on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. 
Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus had revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you out where you do not wish to go. This he said to show by what death was to glorify God. And after this, Jesus said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night, they caught nothing. The Eucharistic readings during Eastertide, during the season of Easter, can at times be very confusing. We do not read through them in a chronological order as they relate to the different people in the gospel. This, for instance, last week we read from the book of Acts, the portion called the second persecution of the church. In that section of the book of Acts, we see Peter stand boldly and without fear, fiercely, in front of the chief priests and proclaim Jesus Christ. We see Peter, without concern for his own life, witness to the power and supremacy of Jesus Christ. Peter's standing before the chief priests comes after Pentecost, which in the life of the church occurs several weeks from now, when the Holy Spirit descends on the apostles. And gives them that fierceness and that courage and a faith that takes them to the ends of the earth and stands them against all comers when they truly feed the sheep. This morning's gospel, however, takes place before Pentecost, takes place before our Lord ascends into heaven. The gospel we read this morning occurs immediately after last week's gospel when Jesus entered into the upper room eight days after the resurrection and allowed Thomas to touch his side and his hands. Now, after being in that room, 
after being with Jesus risen from the dead, after seeing Jesus raised from the dead, after embracing Jesus, after Thomas touching the wounds of his hands and in his side, after confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior, my Lord and my God. What do the apostles do? They leave Jerusalem, go to Galilee, and go fishing. Now, it's a very odd thing, a very unexpected thing. In one way, their traveling to Galilee makes perfect sense. Jerusalem is filled to overflowing with Roman soldiers and with the Jewish guard who are looking and would very gladly take the lives of the disciples. So they leave out of concern for their safety, no doubt. But one would think that after all the things they have gone through, after they had walked with Jesus, after they had ministered with Jesus, after they saw the miracles he wrought, after they saw Jesus transfigured on the holy mountain, after seeing Jesus suffer, die, be buried, and rise again from the grave, after they put their hands in his side and in the marks in his hands, you would think that they would continue straight away to follow in the steps of Jesus, that they would continue to preach and to heal and to minister. But yet, they go back to what they were doing before they ever met Jesus. Like nothing happened. They go fishing. After all they've been through, after all they've seen together, after all they have witnessed, they go back to what they were doing before they met Jesus. Now we learn something from this experience. When they go back to do what they were doing before they met Jesus, they're terrible at it. They are terrible at what they used to do. Scripture records, and that night they caught nothing. It's not until Jesus comes to them at dawn and directs them, throw your net on the right side of the boat, that they catch any fish at all. Once Jesus gives them direction, leadership, they haul in a wonderful bounty. And they share a lovely meal on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Finally, Jesus gives Peter direction and vocation. Something to do other than fish. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Peter and the rest of the apostles, for that matter, were not to go back to their old way of life. They could not go back to being fishermen. After meeting Jesus, their lives are changed forever. Once they confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are no longer fishermen. Once they pledge an undying love, they are not even the same people. They who were fishermen are now become fishers of men. The empty nets prove that it is impossible for them to return to their old selves and to their old way of life. They are now committed heart and soul to Jesus Christ. They have died to their old self. They can only find fulfillment in the new self, in the Christ-like self. Now, thinking about this as it relates to you and I, it's difficult. Proclaiming, as did Thomas, my Lord and my God. Proclaiming, as did St. Peter, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Proclaiming these things puts a claim on our life. If we say these things and mean them, we are no longer the same people. We cannot go back. 
Our old way of life becomes as empty as the nets of the apostles before Jesus appears. Things we used to do, things we used to be about, now seem selfish, now seem self-serving, now seem prideful. They are unfulfilling, they are wasteful. We are changed forever. We too are to become fishers of men. It's a heavy claim that is made on our life. If we fall away from the church, we fall away from our prayers, from acts of kindness and love, we too begin to feel the emptiness of those nets. But yet, yet there's a greater joy and peace than we can ever know from things that are not of God. Proclaiming my Lord and my God, proclaiming, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. These things allow us to see the world in its full glory and radiance, even among the trials and the tragedies. We see in each face the image of God, not just a tiresome person. We feel in each embrace, in each hug, God's love, in each prayer, grace that strengthens our resolve and calms our fears. We are given a wisdom that is not of this world, a wisdom that sees the world for what it is, folly. But yet a wisdom that allows us to love the world, to live into the world, and to minister unto it. We are given a peace. A peace that the world cannot take from us, even in war and violence. A peace that passes all understanding. We are given a love. A love that knows no height, nor depth, nor breadth. A love that can survive any trial, be it sickness or disease, sin, brokenness, and yes, even death. So it is true that when we proclaim, my Lord and my God... We are changed, forever changed, and we cannot go back to who we were. It's also true that our life in Christ is more than we could ever hope for or imagine. So, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, let us resolve this day to proclaim with Thomas, my Lord and my God. Let us join in with Peter and say, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, and not look back. Let us embrace and hold fast to Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. Let us embrace that love and that peace and that grace and that joy. Let let us not only embrace these things, but let us, in the footsteps of St. Peter, feed the people with the love of Jesus Christ. Let us share with the world Jesus Christ, living and true, so that the nets of the faithless and the doubting, the nets of the broken, the lonely, the hurting, The nets of those who sit in darkness can be full to overflowing with the salvation, with the love that Christ offers to all who proclaim, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let's affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. God from God. Life from life, 
Let us pray for the church and the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all those whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them, and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died especially Vivian Holder, Maureen Jensen, and Jenny Lou Kwong, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids with child, especially Margaret Bounds, Nora Middleton, and Elizabeth Tosh. And for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Rick Burson, Lauren Chisholm, Pat, Pam Howard, and Tim Sensen. Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Betty and Lee Klein and Faye and Hayward Reed. For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, John Burnett, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Mary Brigham, Luca Seraldo, Mary Kraft, Susie Dearman, Michelle Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Bill Herson, Sydney Holyfield, Clementa Jovenel, Martha Jackson, Shannon Jackson, Leroy Jensen, 
Josie Jett, Brian Jones, Ken Jordan, Pat Killen, Dan Lindsay, Jeff Loney, Mary Lou Lott, Daryl McDonald, Della McAllister, Nita McRae, Jean Miller, Mike Mink, Joni Morgan Family, Grady Palmer, Kyle Pearson, Gerald Peavy, Whitney Pickering, Carol Prevost, Hayward Reed, Ashley Rogers, Eleanor Rummel, Bill and Carolyn Sanford, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Will Sherrill and family, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Tony Stiles, Joyce Timms, Martha Jane Tyler, Lucy Mae Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Nettie and Gary West, Donna and Milton Wheeler, and Lisa Worrell, and for all who suffer from chronic illness and for those we now name. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jarmillo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Almighty God, who hast given to thy people the true bread from heaven, even thy Son, Jesus Christ, grant that our souls may be so fed by him who giveth life unto the world, that we may be made strong for thy service and share with others that which we have so richly received through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Comfort and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you.
Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to St. John's uh, this morning. The, the few, the brave, and the proud. Um, we, we have kept our uh, Boy Scout troop, our Cub Scout troop, in our prayers as they had their first overnight camp out last night. So <laughs> it's perfect, perfect weather for the overnight camp out. But everyone, uh, I understand everyone is, is safe and sound, and, uh, for, and for that we give thanks. Uh, a few announcements for this week. Uh, the day, the Coca-Cola day, or excuse me, Laurel Arts League Day in the Park is fast approaching. Uh, we are, this year, are sponsoring two Coke booths to help us raise money for the Honduras Medical Mission of the Diocese of Mississippi. Um, so we need volunteers to sign up. There's sign-up sheets on the back table in the nave, in the sacristy hallway, and on the front table by the business office. So sign up for an hour. It's a great way to get to know other parishioners and, and also to help us raise money for, for a very worthy, worthy ministry of the diocese. Um, also, the script program, we're, that, that's coming up. There's, uh, we have both have graduation and Mother's Day ideas and gifts uh, on the back table back there or in the, in the, on the desk in the business office. So uh, please, please do pay attention to those. Uh, and also, this has been a, a very heavy end of the week for St. John's. Uh, we lost uh, a very dear, dear soul and, and, and someone who uh, has helped make this church all that it is. Maureen Jensen passed away very comfortably uh, at Brookwood Medical Center in Birmingham. She was with her family. Uh, her family and her husband were there. Uh, so her funeral is going to be Tuesday. We will start the day at 1 p.m. with her visitation in the chapel. Uh, then we will have the, the funeral service here in the church at 2.30. Interment, well, she's going to be buried in our columbarium on the back side of the of the church there, so that will immediately follow the service. Then there will be a reception uh, in the parish hall following that. So it'll be all events will take place here at the church uh, and begin at one. Again, visitation one, funeral two thirty, and then interment and reception to follow. So please, please do keep Maureen and her family, especially her husband Leroy, in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, we also lost someone that, that uh, most of you probably do not know, Miss Jenny Lu Kwong. We've been praying for her ever since I've been here. Uh, she's been in the nursing home and uh, Thursday as well. She she went to the Lord uh, after a long battle with cancer. It was a very uh, comfortable death as well. Her funeral will be 2 p.m. on Monday here at the church. There is no visitation scheduled, but 2 p.m. here at the church. So uh, please, please keep them all in your prayers. Uh, and also I want to issue... Uh, a great thanks uh, in times of great joy and, and festivity and in times of, of mourning and sadness this this church really shines through uh, as we provide hospitality to people and and come together as a family so uh, i thank you for the honor and privilege of being able to serve such a fine people uh, and be sure to thank those that will make the events this this coming week uh, not only tolerable but but holy so thank you all Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God.
please stand. The holy sacrifice this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and for our salvation. We pray this day that we may see with the eyes of faith Christ's glory and redeeming work in everything. We offer special intentions this day for Christians throughout this world celebrating the festival of Easter, remembering especially those who live in persecuted areas, and especially this day, Christians in Egypt and Syria. May God be merciful to them, bless them. We remember this day also and hold before you the souls of Vivian Holder, Maureen Jensen, and Jenny Kwong. May their souls and the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your heart. We Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to You. Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, but chiefly are we bound to praise You. For the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again. He has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are behold to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us his children to the resurrection of his Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of his blessing. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into newness of life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. May God, who has brought us out of bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be upon you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.